there, Orlando Solar Bears fans. You are joining us for episode one of Bear Tracks, the podcast dedicated to covering Orlando's professional hockey team. Jesse Liebman here, and in what may be the, the biggest understatement I've ever uttered, it's certainly a strange time that we find ourselves in. We're a little past two weeks since the ECHL canceled the remainder of the 2019-20 season, but it seems like an eternity since what ultimately was Orlando's final game of the campaign, a 3-1 win over the South Carolina Stingrays, a team that was arguably the best in the league, certainly in the front running for the Brabham Cup, had the season reached its inevitable conclusion uh, in early April, but that was ultimately not to be on March 14th at 9 p.m. The ECHL Board of Governors and the PHPA announcing that the ECHL season had been canceled. Solar Bears had 10 games remaining on their schedule after picking up that 3-1 win over South Carolina and left a lot of open-ended what could have been questions that we will unfortunately never get the answers to. Could the Solar Bears have made a run and lock up a fourth consecutive trip to the postseason? They were in a three-team race for the final two spots in the South Division with South Carolina and Florida having already clinched. And it was certainly going to be a furious race down the stretch for the Solar Bears. I was certainly looking forward to a lot of entertaining playoff caliber hockey as the games had certainly taken on that playoff tone. And with the return of goaltender Clint Windsor and a couple of trades that the Solar Bears had made, bringing in goaltender Alex Sakelaropoulos and forward Tad Cozen, this was a team that certainly in its final game of the schedule that was played showed a lot of poise and a lot of determination and had a lot of the characteristics of what gave the Solar Bears success over the last three seasons in qualifying for the Kelly Cup playoffs. But certainly, as we said, uh, those questions remain unanswered and will remain unanswered. What we do know is that we will continue on with the 2020-2021 season on the horizon, but it's going to be the longest layoff for the Solar Bears in their ECHL history from one season to the next. Uh, with this being mid-late March when the season was canceled and then having to wait till presumably October for the 2020-21 season. Uh, As we said, it's certainly strange times. As of this morning, there's a little over 4,000 documented cases of the novel coronavirus or COVID-19 in the state of Florida, over 121,000 nationwide, over 600,000 globally in what is deemed by the World Health Organization a pandemic. Uh, and certainly there is a lot of uncertainty Uh Hopefully this is able to give you a chance to take a breather from working at home, from socially isolating uh, as we try to, the, the phrase has been, the operative phrase has been flatten the curve of the growth of this virus and the spread of the coronavirus. But hopefully this is able to provide you a little bit of a a distraction. And certainly for me, it's taking my mind off of of things a little bit. But it's always good to talk hockey and check out what's what's going on in the world of the Orlando Solar Bears. As we said, it's going to be a long offseason. But hopefully we're going to be able to bring you plenty of content like this. uh, Interviews with players, coaching staff, personnel. uh, Check out 
out what's happening around the rest of the ECHL, the American Hockey League, and the NHL. The American League and the NHL still technically on pause. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, discussion about what might be done to salvage those seasons. The NBA uh, on pause as well. And, and really the collective sports world grinding to a halt as a result of what has occurred over the last few weeks with the progression of this virus uh, throughout our society and certainly sports having to take a backseat or at least the ability to play these games in front of what normally are pretty large and substantial crowds, really what would be breeding grounds for uh, igniting the growth of this disease. And certainly any attempt to mitigate that is first and foremost a priority as we need to gain a sense of perspective with all of this and certainly the health of our fans, our corporate partners, our players, our staff, our coaches, certainly priority for the Solar Bears, for the Orlando and Lakeland Magic organizations. Um, so, I mean, in all of this, we, we certainly emphasize practice healthy, responsible habits, be kind to one another, take care of one another, uh, maintain your social distancing, wash your hands, uh, and ultimately it's going to get better. At least that is the hope. Um, since this is the first episode, I'll give you, our listeners, a little bit of a background on me. I just wrapped up my fifth season behind the mic as the play-by-play voice of the Solar Bears. Uh, this was my eighth season working in the ECHL. In that time, I've called over 500 combined regular season and playoff games games uh and it's been an absolute pleasure to be here in orlando with a great organization like the solar bears considered one of the premier destinations in the echl and i would make the case in minor league hockey as a whole um and uh, I've been around, I've had the pleasure of being around for the last two playoff series victories for the Solar Bears. Sadly, there will not be an opportunity to do that this spring, but there is always, of course, next season once things get up and going again. I'm from New York, got my degree in print journalism from Emerson College in Boston, Massachusetts, spent three years in California with the Ontario Reign, then of the ECHL, before relocating to Central Florida in August of 2015 when I joined the Solar Bears. Bears. Uh, the majority of my immediate and extended family live in New York and California, two of the most heavily concentrated hot spots during this pandemic. So like most of you, I have my concerns about, about how this is ultimately going to play out. What we can control in the midst of all of this uncertainty is, as I, as I said, act responsibly, care for one another, be kind, maintain your social distancing, and wash those hands. Uh, Hopefully this episode and subsequent episodes while we attempt to ride this out will give you some brevity and take your mind off of things for at least a little bit, which I think is the all that anyone can really ask these days. Uh, As we said, it's uncertain times, uh, but hopefully there is some light at the end of the tunnel. Under normal circumstances, I'd probably have a guest in studio with me, but I'm riding solo today, Uh, although we will be joined in a moment by goaltender Clint Windsor via phone. But just to recap where the season ultimately ended, Orlando finishing fourth in the ECHL in attendance, uh, 5,600 plus on average, and certainly a couple of big games down the stretch. Uh, this past weekend would have been first responders appreciation night, uh, and we would have had fan appreciation night in the final home game of the regular season. Those always two really big games both in terms of 
the spectacle of the game itself, but also just the sheer numbers in the crowd uh, and really just take a bow Solar Bears fans and this was a, a really fun season uh, certainly ups and downs a lot of roster movement uh, and in spite of that the Solar Bears still had a winning record on home ice a lot of really thrilling moments in the month of January February and in March I can think of in February, that televised game on, on WKMG News 6 uh, with a come-from-behind 5-4 overtime win. Two goals for Michael Brodzinski in the final minute of regulation. A 24-second span to tie the game. Taylor Camerata sealing it with an overtime winner. His fourth game-winning goal since the Solar Bears acquired him in mid-January in a three-team trade. Uh, and then, of course... Hockey fights cancer night on February 29th, a 5-1 win over the defending Kelly Cup champions, the Newfoundland Growlers, and then the 3-1 win over South Carolina. Those were some big victories for the Solar Bears, and it leads a lot of optimism. Uh, certainly, we hope to have head coach Drake Barahowski join us at some point on this podcast this offseason and give us some insight into what the roster construction for next season will be like. Uh, A lot of my impressions from exit interviews that coach Barahowski had with the players. A lot of the players still want to return last season, or I should say this past season, uh, featured the largest returning core from the prior campaign at the start of training camp. And I think it is perhaps maybe a little too early to say, but I think we may see somewhat close to those numbers once again. A lot of players really appreciate playing under the coaching staff and the direction of the leadership within this organization. Uh, And as we said, it's a premier destination throughout the ECHL and I would argue minor league hockey as well. Um, for the Solar Bears, ultimately finishing with a record of 27, 29, 5, and 1. Uh, some of the bright spots this season, Michael Brodzinski, another solid year for him. John O'May, a midseason acquisition in December when things weren't necessarily clicking offensively. Orlando pulled off a trade with Greenville, sending Mike Monfredo to the Swamp Rabbits in exchange for John O'May. May, uh, an impact player in a number of occasions for the Solar Bears. Taylor Cameron, as we mentioned earlier, uh, acquisition for him. Tad Cozen acquired prior to the trade deadline deadline in early March uh, and certainly a, a lot of of interesting growth and development out of players Trevor Olson uh, bouncing back from a campaign his rookie season last year that was cut short due to injury in a game in mid-March against the Idaho Steelheads and recovering from that injury returning and really seizing the offensive lead of the team Tristan Langan a rookie that saw some time in the American Hockey League with the San Jose Barracuda uh, the development of Tampa Bay Lightning prospects such as Jimmy Huntington Oleg Sosanov uh Peter Abandonado playing on an American Hockey League contract with the Syracuse Crunch, seeing some time with the Solar Bears, uh, and certainly going forward, it'll it'll be interesting. Clint Windsor, uh, a big story for the Solar Bears in terms of 
how you would measure their success with a solid rookie campaign, uh, four shutouts to set a new single-season rookie Solar Bears record uh, from Windsor and parlaying a lot of that success after initially being cut in the early stages of the season due to a logjam in net, ultimately making his way back to the organization in late October, early November after only a few weeks away sitting at home uh, and waiting for the call and he would ultimately get that and really help drive the Solar Bears uh, in net along with goaltender Zachary Fucali who departed for Europe uh, just a couple of weeks prior to the season ending uh, for an opportunity in Germany Uh, but Windsor was then essentially the clear cut number one down the stretch and while he did receive a brief call up to the Belleville Senators of the American Hockey League uh, and the Solar Bears seem to struggle with a a lot of roster flux in that time. His return for that final game against South Carolina really seemed to set up a lot of optimism down the stretch uh, before the season ultimately was cut short. Uh, I think it was, for me, a very unique experience. I had just wrapped up my call of the game and concluded the broadcast and was talking with my counterpart of the South Carolina Stingrays, Jared Schaffrin, uh, as the game had come to its conclusion and we started hearing the rumblings of what had happened with the NBA uh, that a player had been diagnosed all the games that night had been postponed and the league had been postponed for the foreseeable future and it didn't take a genius to figure out that the NHL and subsequently the American Hockey League and ECHL would follow suit Um, it's been a crazy ride this season Certainly no one could have predicted that the season would end under the circumstances that it did. But a lot of optimism with the play of Clint Winter this season. And with that, we'll send it to our interview with Solar Bears goaltender Clint Winter, now under contract with the Syracuse Crunch of the American Hockey League. Uh, Clint, it's been a interesting year and a half for you uh, since joining the Solar Bears. Uh, let's recap it, though, for for those fans that might not be necessarily aware of your story. Uh, you came out of Brock University in the Canadian U Sports system and after a stellar career there for the Badgers you took your talents overseas to Europe uh, to begin the 18-19 season midway through a a team in the league you were playing in in I believe it was Denmark is that correct? Yeah yeah I was in Denmark and uh, one of the teams in the league folded and my team ended up grabbing their goalie just as familiarity and he was a you know a longtime pro so um, that happened and you know it opened a door for me to come back to North America and uh, I got a call from Drake and it was kind of a no-brainer for me just to come I had nothing to lose and uh, you know it ended up working well well for me so you joined Orlando in early January of 2019 just after the new year and at that time you were part of a, a three goalie rotation uh, Corbin Bowes and Martin Willette primarily and then near the stretch run gearing up for the playoffs Connor Ingram rotating in with with Willette uh, with the Syracuse crunch of the American Hockey League but you got into about eight or so games and posted a winning record and a 926 save percentage in those eight outings with the Solar Bears that led to re-signing with the team initially during the summer and attending Tampa Bay Lightning development camp and training camp uh, and ultimately there was a bit of a log jam as we as we saw at the start of the season of the 1920 campaign ultimately you were 
forced out uh, just due to the numbers game. And it was a little bit of waiting at home until early November. You got the call from Drake Barahowski to come back after some moves had been made and some goaltenders had been called up uh, due to the, the glut of goaltenders in the Tampa Bay Lightning organization. Louis Domingue kind of keeping everything in flux uh, before the Lightning ultimately were able to move him. And that created an opportunity for you to, as everyone moved up the chain, come back into the fold with the Solar Bears. Uh, got the win over Jacksonville in your first start of the season and really a, a strong rookie campaign, a goaltender of the week selection at one point uh, during your first week back with the Solar Bears and even saw some time in the American League with the Belleville Senators on a PTO and ultimately coming back in the final weeks of the 1920 season as we knew it, uh, there were... 11 games remaining when you came back and you got into some action with the Solar Bears against the top team in the ECHL, the South Carolina Stingrays, picking up a big win in what ultimately ended up being the final game of the season on March 11th. Uh, little did we know at the time that that was going to be the final game. Uh, but first of all, gearing up for for that game against South Carolina, it was part of a, a big stretch run for the Solar Bears. As at the time, they were outside looking in at the playoff picture in a uh, three-team race for the final two spots in the South Division. Heading into that game against South Carolina, take us back to that day and just what all of the emotions that you were going through must have been like. Yeah, you know, it was definitely a roller coaster ride for us. I mean, we had a lot of injuries uh, the week prior, and we ended up going on a little was a bit of a slide, but we had, uh, you know, the return of Chris LeBlanc and Kevin Lohan. Um, and, you know, it was a huge win for us. And, you know, we really felt some momentum going into the final stretch there. And, you know, that was an important game for us. And uh, unfortunately, it was ended up being our last game. Um, but, you know, it's kind of out of our control with uh, everything going on in the world. How would you uh, assess the the year as a whole for you uh, this past season with the Solar Bears? And, and certainly uh, you and for up until a few weeks prior to the end of the season, you and Zachary Fucali had created a, a pretty solid tandem and goal that had led the Solar Bears to one of its best defensive seasons in its eight-year history in the ECHL. Yeah, you know, it was definitely a, a great year for us. I mean, um, it was kind of a, a you know a roller coaster of a ride. I, you know, it started the season, um, um, going, you know, coming home for a, a month or so, and then coming back, and you know, just my my goal was just to give my team a chance to win every night. And you know, I thought me and Zach had a had a great chemistry, and and we uh, were able to carry the role as the goaltenders for the team all all season long. So uh, you know, it was a good a uh, good start to a rookie campaign, and um, I'm happy with the way. You know, I uh, was able to uh, end the season with a contract uh, and be able to stay in the Tampa Bay system. At what point following the game on March 11th, were you aware of everything that had transpired in the sports world? There was a very quick progression that uh, the announcement came out of the NBA that at least one player had been diagnosed with the novel coronavirus, and subsequently the NBA had suspended its season, and it didn't take long within the next 24 hours for the NHL, the AHL, and the ECHL to follow suit. At what point, either during the game that night on March the 11th, or in the subsequent hours following that win over South Carolina, did it become apparent to you that this thing had taken a, a turn for the worse? Yeah, you know, before the game, actually, we were kind of like joking around like this is, uh, you know, this is something serious and and something may happen. But, you know, it was kind of on the back of your mind. We really didn't think it was going to 
uh, get to that extent. But um, no, after the game, um, we found out that the NBA suspended their season, and you know that's never a good sign, especially uh, when a major sports league like that does that. Usually, everyone else follows suit. So we were kind of in limbo, and we didn't know really know what was going to go on. And then, obviously, the next day we found out that you know that we were suspended, and really didn't know how long it would be or how how bad this is going to get. And obviously. Um, you know, things shook out after that and obviously didn't, wasn't the result we wanted, but, you know, it's kind of out of our control and, you know, the health and safety is uh, most important for sure. And for you with the, the team at the time, after picking up that win, still, as we said, in a, a dead heat in the playoff race, but those things tend to take a, a back burner in times of crisis like this. Uh, but what was the feeling in the locker room as the season was suspended and then ultimately canceled that same weekend. Uh, what was the feeling in the locker room like? I have to imagine guys were pretty upset, at least in the context of hockey. Uh, and certainly there are, are bigger things to worry about now in, in this very strange time for us. Uh, but in the context of the season, what was the outlook at the time uh, within the locker room? Or what would you assess the, the pulse of the room was like? Yeah, you know, it was obviously disappointing. Everyone was uh, really upset. You know, we, we have a really tight-knit group. And, um, you know, we really believed in each other. And I felt, uh, you know, after that South Carolina game, we were ready to make a big push for the playoffs. And, you know, it was really upsetting that the way that had to end. So, yeah, we, it wasn't wasn't the best. But obviously everyone knew it was kind of out of our control. And, um, you know, we believed in each other. Our coaches believe in us. We believe in our coach. And, and it was uh, – it was a tough situation to end. The following 72 hours or so after the ECHL announced that it had suspended play were a little chaotic uh, with ultimately the decision coming down Saturday night at around 9 p.m. Eastern uh, that the season was ultimately canceled as the Board of Governors and the uh, Players Union ultimately came to the same conclusion that putting the season on hold even for uh, a short amount of time simply wouldn't be sufficient enough to ensure that the safety of the players, coaches, uh, staff, and fans, more importantly, uh, would be able to be secure uh, and being able to provide a solid on-ice product. And ultimately, the season was canceled. There will not be an awarding of the 2020 Kelly Cup. Uh, no playoffs. The final 10 games that the Solar Bears were to play uh, just ultimately wiped from the books. Uh, it's been... An interesting following following that cancellation. It, it certainly had to have been interesting for for the players as come Monday, following that cancellation announcement, the season was officially done. Uh, what were the steps that you were taking then, following that announcement, to uh, make your preparations to leave Orlando and then head back to Canada, where you're from? Yeah, you know, it was uh, definitely a different. <laughs> Different and strange uh, how fast things move, but um, you know I was able to sign that contract um, before the league actually got canceled. So I was then part of Syracuse's team. So I was kind of waiting uh, in Orlando for an order, like if the AHL was going to continue or not. So I was kind of waiting there and seeing if I was going to head to Syracuse or head home for the meantime. And uh, they gave me the green light to head home. So I, I hopped on a flight with uh, Donahue and we uh, flew into Montreal stayed the night in the hotel there and then i had uh, straight home and um i'm at my uh, girlfriend's house here in kingston and kind of bunkering down we didn't want to really head home because uh i live with my grandparents and i didn't uh 
want to risk anything of them getting sick. So uh, I'm bunkering down here and, you know, doing some home workouts and trying to uh, keep busy in this uh, strange time. So take us through that because it, it wasn't a formally announced by the Syracuse Crunch and the Solar Bears until just a couple of days ago prior to us having this conversation uh, that you had signed an American Hockey League contract with the Syracuse Crunch for the remainder of the 1920 season, uh, which is still technically on pause for the American Hockey League and all of next season as well. Uh, so how did the ball get rolling on you ultimately being informed that Syracuse was looking to sign you to an American Hockey League contract uh who reached out to you uh how how were you informed of the news and how quickly did that process take yeah so it was a pretty crazy uh time it was right after the south carolina game uh, i got called into uh, drake's office and he he handed me the phone and it was uh stacy roast of uh of um, syracuse crunch the gm and uh he just mentioned that they were interested in signing me to a contract and then uh i think the next morning i, I made it official and signed the contract but obviously everything was a little delayed with uh, the situation going on and you know i was really happy to do that and i'm thankful for the opportunity and and i'm ready to work hard uh this summer and and get back to the swing of things next season how pleased are you with with your progression over the last year and a half did you do you feel that the the timing of from when you first joined the Orlando Solar Bears organization to where you are now, when you sit back and reflect on it, uh, what what are some of the thoughts that go through your mind that have led to this point? Oh, obviously very happy, but uh, I'm not satisfied. I, I really want to keep going and, and push myself, and I, I want to give myself the best chance to, to make that Syracuse squad next season and 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 go from there um you know obviously really happy with the way things have went but but never satisfied and uh, and i want to get to the next level and i got to keep pushing and yeah i think the one thing a lot of fans were especially those that are a little bit more tech savvy and a little bit more aware of how social media operates uh one of the things that fans were looking forward to most was seeing the new mask paint job that uh you had gone through a number of revisions and approval processes ultimately going through uh before that mask would have been completed and delivered uh, but the art for that appears to have uh, trickled out on some social media sites and uh, I think a lot of fans were, were certainly looking forward to seeing you don that mask that would match ultimately the pad set that you and kind of inco- incorporated this season so uh, although I, I guess we won't probably see that mask anytime soon uh, for the the fans at home listening what were was kind of the thought process behind what went into into that mask design for you yeah, you know, it actually arrived. As soon as I arrived home, it, it arrived here too. So it was funny how that works out. But um, you know, unfortunately, I wasn't able to wear it. But, um, you know, I got one with the Tiger Woods on the one side and the Tragically Hip on the other side. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, Tiger Woods is, is one of my uh, favorite athletes. And, uh, and uh, yeah, no, it was, it's crazy how that works. But unfortunately, I won't be able to wear it um, this season. But I will definitely keep it, uh, keep it with me in, in case I, I return to Orlando. And I will have that to wear as well. So, well, part of the the uh, part of the structure with the ECHL and the American Hockey League, uh, with you signing that contract with the Crunch, technically, should the opportunity arise where you find yourself back in the ECHL, uh, I have to imagine you'd probably hang on to all the the pads as well, in addition to the mask, uh, if you were to rejoin the Solar Bears. So, certainly, hoping uh, for the best for you as you continue your career. As I as I like to say to a lot of the guys that get those call ups, I uh, hope I never have to see you again at this level. Uh, but should the opportunity 
did he come? Uh, certainly, you're, uh, I have to imagine the fans would be excited to see your face uh, tending the, the net in Orlando once again. Uh, of course, so as you mentioned, you've been at home in Kingston uh, with, your, with your girlfriend uh, over the last few weeks since heading back to Canada following the conclusion of the season. Uh, what have been some of the things that you've been doing working out, working out uh, and trying to stay in shape? I have to imagine you probably don't have access to a pool or, or a typical gym uh, yeah. with everything yeah, mostly like closing said, down. There's no weights here or anything like that, so it's mostly body weight workouts. Uh, I got my big TV set up here, and uh, I'm actually doing them in front of the TV there. They have the instructor on the TV, so it's uh, definitely not what I'm uh, I'm used to, but uh, I got to do with what I can uh, do here and um, with this lockdown here. So it's uh, definitely strange, but you know, trying to keep busy and keep sane, and, you know, go out for a walk or, or whatnot. But uh, obviously, the social distancing and everything shut down here, it's kind of really weird. But uh, I think my 14-day quarantine is up here on uh, Tuesday. So uh, I'm just uh, itching to, to get out there and, and, and see what's going on. I, I'm not allowed in any of the grocery stores or anything like that. So um, I think I'll be the, the guinea pig going out to get all the groceries and stuff like that once uh, my quarantine is up here. So what have you been doing to stay sane besides work, getting in the occasional workout and trying to stay in shape? Uh, who amongst uh, your teammates on the Solar Bears have you been in touch with, uh, if at all, uh, over these last 14 or so days? Yeah, I've, I've been in touch with uh, a few guys, uh, you know, Dakota Donahue and uh, and uh, Tra- Trevor Olson. We've, we've been keeping in touch and obviously all the guys in our group chat. We've been, you know, me- sending messages back and forth, uh, you know, just seeing, checking in on everyone. And, you know, it's definitely a, a strange time for us. You know, you never really know what to do or, or whatnot. So it's just been a lot of Netflix and uh, and uh, video games and, and those uh home workouts uh to keep busy here so what uh i have to imagine Fortnite is probably one of the games that you've been playing pretty frequently uh what are what are some of the games that you're playing what are what's some of the the movies on your netflix queue that you've been watching yeah um no no Fortnite for me i'm more of an nhl or or call of duty guy but uh netflix uh is obviously you know all around the world but uh i've, I've seen the the new tiger show has been pretty good and and also um you know there's this one movie that the boys were were watching that called invisible man that's just released in theaters it's kind of a scary one but uh no it's just been keeping busy it's it's definitely a, a different time for sure so i have to imagine come october i think the joe exotic costume is probably going to be the most overplayed costume that we probably see uh from that tiger <laughs> yeah. king series i i've got to say i started it thinking i'll be able to do this you know one episode a day i got sucked in i completed the whole series within a two-day span (laughs) that's awesome that's awesome yeah a lot of zoom chats going on too so everyone's keeping busy during this time and and and, you know it's kind of out of our control and hopefully this uh passes by as soon as as soon as possible well clint windsor we thank you for uh, taking some time to join us out of out of your quarantine session uh certainly we we wish you uh, your family and your friends uh best of luck uh and and good health going forward as always wash those hands maintain that social distancing and certainly best of luck heading into the 2020-21 season uh, with uh, now under contract with the Syracuse Crunch of the American Hockey League staying within the Tampa Bay Lightning development pipeline Clint thanks for joining us again and uh, best of luck going forward man thanks for having me Jesse and a big thanks again to Clint Windsor for joining us and certainly a proud moment for the Solar Bears to see him reach the heights that he's attained in his career thus far hopefully it means 
means bigger and better things for him. And again, we wish him all the best. Uh, and hopefully if the opportunity does present itself where he finds himself back in the ECHL, I know many of you Solar Bears fans are going to be excited to see him suit up in the purple, orange, and teal once more. Uh, as we mentioned earlier in this podcast, this past weekend would have been our first responders uh, appreciation night game. Uh, and a big shout out to all of the professionals, medical professionals, uh, law enforcement, EMS, everyone on the front lines of our community, making sure that we are safe, we're protected, we're healthy. Words cannot convey just how grateful we truly are. Uh, And it, it, again, that's perhaps maybe my biggest disappointment is that we weren't able to play that game, have our annual Guns and Hoses charity game uh, prior to the first responders game. Always a fun time at the Amway Center, but hopefully hockey and puck drop is around the corner sooner than than we think. It's going to be a busy couple of months, but hopefully we're able to get through this. Hopefully this podcast is able to provide a bit of lighthearted opportunity to, to look beyond that and give you, at the very least, a, a momentary distraction and, and take your mind off of things. Um, of course, our corporate partner, Wawa, has offered free coffee to first responders and healthcare workers during the pandemic. So again, uh, and if you're still looking to get out of the house and at least have a, a sense of normalcy, have have a meal uh, that you don't have to worry about slaving over a meal at the at the kitchen. Uh, support our sponsors: First Watch, Harry Buffalo, Pizza Hut, Planet Smoothie, Kidoba Mexican Eats, World of Beer, and Cecil's Texas Style Barbecue. Many of these locations still providing to-go delivery or online ordering options, uh, and certainly support a lot of uh, local businesses and corporate partners of your Orlando Solar Bears as we all try to lean on each other and support each other during these trying times. Um, that'll do it for. Our first episode of Bear Tracks, as always, act responsibly, be kind, continue to practice social distancing, and as always, wash those hands and stay safe. Till next time, this is Jesse Liebman, and you've been listening to Bear Tracks.